Here's a few exciting scenes from tonight's episode of The Tom Gully Show. Just just go to Google and write weird Chinese stories, and you're going to find you know, people that have various animals being born out of their ears and uh, certain spices that they use in their foods that are made out of feces and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's crazy over there. Have you ever seen the cast of Nashville talk at a comic event? It's a TV convention or something? Oh, like when I first got the role of Gita Skeetins, I knew that it was going to be, and then you see him in the thing, and he's like, Daddy, I love you so much. I just, I, I love the air you are going to breathe tomorrow. I mean, not even the air you're currently breathing. I might mention that when I left for this trip, I never guessed that I would almost grow a vagina. He said, his, I asked him, what does your wife think about this? Oh, she's fine. She's fine. You never had an argument? We are almost divorced. Uh-huh. We see how that rolls. Well, but still, when, when, you, when you call him out on it, he went, well, occasionally I'll meet someone that, that but, but I have to, as a professional, control my libido because it is quite powerful. And she like in tie Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. It's time, America. Mr. Mr. North of South America, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. So sit back, buckle in, place your tray table in its upright locked position. And get ready for big time radio, friends. It's time for... Thursday, October 12, 2014, episode 215. I'm Tom Gully, and tonight on the Tom Gully Show. Oh, did we have such an incredibly wonderful time in Los Angeles. From the trip out there to spending time with my good friend, the extremely funny Lynette Miller, to getting ready to appear on Broadcasting with Lori Downey Jr. and Lynette. Uh, now, there's so much that happened that we're going to have to dole it out to you bit by bit. As you can tell, my voice is a little uh, frayed, and that's because I did so much talking on the trip. Suffice it to say that in upcoming podcast, you'll hear about my appearance on Outlaw Radio after broadcasting. That was a thrill. Matt Allen was kind enough to have me on the program, and it was a blast. Uh, we're trying to get a copy of my Clash with a snarky hipster. Folks, if you think I'm cranky on this show, well, let's just say we had a good time. Plus audio from our train trip from L.A. to Dallas. I can't even talk about that. It would take two hours. 
Get ready, folks. It's part one of our trip to Los Angeles uh, with a lot of Lynette Miller and preparing for broadcasting, including my trip uh, from LAX to Lynette's house, which um, contained a babbling idiot for about 25 minutes, just babbling in my... At any rate, it's all there for you tonight on The Tom Gully Show. Hi, I'm Tom Gully, host of The Tom Gully Show, and I'm here to talk to you about The Tom Gully Show t-shirts. They're stylish, comfortable, and affordably priced. It's really a great way to show your support of the show, so we'd like y'all to buy one for yourself, and even better, yourself and a friend, because they're... Hey, boss, you want to sell more t-shirts? I'm your guy. Oh, hi, Vinny. Uh, folks, Vinny here helps out around the show from time to time. Vinny, you have a way we can sell more t-shirts? I'm all ears. Okay, what we do is we go out and we get a nun. You know, a nun. Then, if we don't sell enough shirts within about five minutes, we take a meat cleaver and we start chopping off her toes one at a time. Bam! Off flies another toe. No, 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 no. Good Christ. No, no. We're not doing something like that. What makes you think something like that could even work? Well, you know, works when you use a, a crippled kid instead of a nun. Folks, we'd appreciate it if you'd go to thetomgullyshow.com and buy a t-shirt or 20. The Babbler. Yeah, The Babbler. Um, what can I say? There's just this, this chick on, and you'll see video of it when I get the video done here in a week or two. Uh, she's right behind me, just on that phone, just at full volume, just... And I, I, of course, am evil, so I had to pick up a little of that audio for you. Stick with it. Uh, if you don't like the sound of it, just forward it, you know, a couple of minutes, and you'll be, uh, you know, past it. Well, I'm going to leave it alone, because that's like, that's like, but that ain't all she said. She said, but I'll go back to her. Um, that ain't what she, she just said, since she just noticed. It's going to seem like that, because... I, maybe they not there. That's just, that's what I told. I said, and then I, I respond this this that. And I told them, I said, I know. I said, I know what time they want. I told them, I said, I know what time they want to look like at their house. I already know they don't pick up behind us. I already know all that. And I know their mama cleaned up behind them. I already know all of that. I said, so you ain't gotta tell me. I said, I know they ain't MC. I said, but they made my kids. I only can be accountable for them. That's what I told them. And she like entire. And she's fucking tired of going through my clothes, and sometimes so they be mine, but tired of going through my clothes and shoes. And she do it, and I mean, that's fine. I told her, I said, I said, well, you need to just tell her you're sorry. Tell her. I'm getting in trouble because it's my stuff, but you try it on my shirt, and you have my shirt, whatever it is, put it up. I said, but then, and I told her, I said, but John, you know the problem. You, it, you do it anyway, so it don't matter. Because uh, show us that one shirt, you probably got three. The one shirt she had, you probably got two, because that's just who you are. And I, I think if she don't mind being said something but she don't want to be the only one when she knows she says she ain't the only one and I know that but and and that's her thing and she but she don't hear you don't she don't hear you saying time get this it's always DJ this and that's her problem and she was like uncle it's always da 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 and I told her I said yeah and I told her and he was like and um, 
know she I mean, no, she's not. No, she is not. And then later on, he later on he came and asked me for the trash can. And I just gave him the bag or something. And now what can I say? I got to spend a lot of time around the song machine and dance party. That is Lynette Miller. He ate sushi and worms came out in his lung. Um, yeah, I do. Why Why would you want to show somebody that? Because <laughs> it's you. What do you got me a mic for? Well, when somebody says, hey, this guy ate sushi Look. and they found what in his lungs again? Worms, worms in his lungs. <laughs> I normally start rolling digital when that happens. After, after... Eating sushi. The doctor complained of stomach pains and his doctor was shocked to find him. Yeah, but, you know, that guy probably ate a lot of other stuff in his life before sushi. You just can't, I mean. No, you know sushi has live creatures in it. No. Yeah, it's uncooked. Yeah, it's uncooked. That doesn't mean it's any worse for you than a number of other cooked foods that don't reach a temperature of 165 degrees. If they're not, if they can't have worms living in it, if they have been cooked. They would kill the worm. Well, that's true, but and there's the larvae. a... Larvae. I know, but you eat apples, don't you? Not really. Or fruit of any kind? Very little. It got stuff in it that ain't dead. You ever eat yogurt? Yeah. You know what that is. It's bacteria all crawling around. Another bacteria. <laughs> Look at I'll eat it. Oh, he's Chinese. Never mind. Hey, guess what? He's from China. That could be from poisoned drywall or, or from toothpaste over there, okay? It's not like the Chinese have this great track record of super good. Yeah, it's always been them. Yes, China not well regulated, I think, is the understatement of the day. Um <laughs> Hey, this looks like acid in my detergent. What's your dad, Charlie? When we put it in, nah, you know the thing. Ah. You know, I remember I was down in Florida, and there was like this huge tonnage of Chinese drywall that was like the scourge of the building industry down there because it had like, oh, and it, if only it had had asbestos in it. It had like bacteria and pieces of Chinese dissidents, and you know, old copies of DVDs of the Power Rangers. The it had spread all over his body. And they said it's oh. only the worm that comes from fish, skanky sushi fish. Huh. S sashimi. Why are you so worried about this Chinese guy? If you want me to start going through the list of Chinese crap that happens to people over there, I mean, those people eat chicken heads in their yeah, soup. Sushi, yeah, I mean, plus the fact, I mean, start just just go to Google and write weird Chinese stories, and you're gonna find, you know, people that have various animals being born out of their ears, and uh, certain spices that they use in their foods that are made out of feces and stuff. I mean, it's just it's crazy over there. Uh, break one second. Oh, break. Well, any negative though is likely not printed, especially older ones at the resolution that it could be brought out today. And now they take, that's how they find like, hey look, Abe Lincoln in the back of this picture at Gettysburg and stuff. It's 
you'd be amazed. I mean, pictures that even look faded, if you get the negative, even if it looks faded, you can see so far back in there, like Ansel Adams pictures, when he takes a picture and you can see like the mountain in the background, that's so high res, you can just keep blowing it up because he- But they're all black and white, Ansel. Well, they're all black and white, but they're all also on acid. I mean, he developed them on glass and acid, so they'd be super grainy. Or high. Not that kind of acid. But if, I tell you what, if you got high, you could look at one of those pictures for about a week. Have you ever seen the cast of Nashville talk at a comic event? It's a TV convention or something? Oh, like when I first got the role of Jeter Skeetins, I knew that it was going to be. And then you see him in the thing and he's like, Daddy, I love you so much. I just, I, I love the air you are going to breathe tomorrow. I mean, not even the air you're currently breathing. And the same thing for the chick. And the same thing in that, the chick in that, the blind chick that's all, I just don't know if I can sing on the stage. And then you just talk to her and she's all, my first Shakespearean performance was in Macbeth and I played the role of the dog. And of course it was a small role, but it was one I embraced totally nonetheless. Rhubarb and applesauce. Rhubarb and applesauce. Um, if you ever have a bunch of people and you need them to sound like a murmuring crowd, yeah. you say, have them say, rhubarb and applesauce, rhubarb and applesauce, rhubarb and applesauce. And then you have a bunch of other people say, hot watermelon, hot watermelon, hot watermelon. And, and if you get like five people doing that, it'll sound like a huge crowd of people just, yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of things you can have them say, but for some reason that's the ones they have you say. Ladies and gentlemen, I just turned my microphone on because I'm a professional. Once again, the Tom Gully Show bringing you the vast and vivid palette of the American lifestyle. Breaking news from Los Angeles, California. Shouts of woohoo, woohoo party have been emanated throughout my immediate vicinity, indicating that something good has happened. We will update you on what actually happened later on. It's just another day in paradise. I'm watching a rabbit the size of a Buick eat a leaf. I know that deep inside this rabbit, that rabbit is imagining that the leaf is my skin. Uh, okay. Long-time listeners know. I have no fear of clowns or cats or any of the other typical fears, uh, especially clowns. Again, standing offer. If there's a clown that that, that upset you or that you're frightened of, bring them my way. Because I've never seen a clown that I didn't say to myself, wow, I, I could take him. Uh, clowns, no scaring. But, but rabbits, I am, I am, I've got a phobia about rabbits because they're, they've got big front teeth and they never quit moving them. Ever. Right now even. He's not even eating anything, but those... You ever see Night of the Lepus? Jesus. Anyway. You know, once again, ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing you the vast and vivid palette of the American lifestyle. Where do I begin? I've eaten Mexican food. I've hung around with a whole bunch of women and children under the age of 16. And as you all know, I live for it. Um, I've been asked 
Every guy out there listening to me right now is going to understand innately, completely, and instantly what I'm about to say. When you're sitting at a table with three women, I don't care what their ages are, and you're repeatedly asked to guess <laughs> their ages, it's akin to saying, go ahead, put your penis in the tiger's mouth. I promise it won't be bitten off. No, no, it's akin to saying, doesn't the fire look pretty? Put your hand in. I'm sure it will only lightly and gently caress and lick your tender flesh and not burn it to a crisp. So being A, harassed, and B, a really nice guy, I took a shot at one of the girls. Age, that is. <laughs> shot at her age. And uh, this was a young, you know, it looked to me to be a, a late junior high school girl, and I made an age guess that would be commensurate with such an evaluation. Wow, I'm talking real good tonight. I, Jesus, I ought to be a lawyer. D didn't I say seventh or eighth grade first? Yeah, she's 15. Well, I said you're 13 or 14. Yeah, well, that's when you Then don't friggin' ask me, yeah, especially you know at no. No, I should not know better. Okay, I'm sure you can't hear Lynette here, but Lynette's telling me I should have known better than to guess this girl's actual age. And I'd like to re just uh, ask the court reporter to read the transcript back a little bit. Could you go back about two pages? No, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. I'd prefer not to do it. I'm really not good at it. I just, it, it's not something I, I would do. I just don't want to do it. And then, so then finally, after all that, I proffer forward a guess that at most was two years off, and I am an evil fuck. Well, if that's the way it goes, fine. I would have thought that disaster had gotten me out of the rest of them, but no, I, I, you, they made another pass, but I, didn't, I, I wouldn't bite this time. Charlie Brown refused to kick the football that time. But the food was delicious. The company actually was very good. And now... I don't know how many guys have seen a girl, like a girl, like, the, you know, the girls they think of, um, like, uh, I wish they all could be California girls, particularly Southern California. I, I don't need the girls from Yuma City, thank you very much. Um, but I want to tell you that beauty is, is painful, and it's not easy. And I sit next to a woman I think is extremely attractive, uh, if you were to compare her to other humans. Um, and and uh, she's going through things with her hair. Um, I might mention that when I left for this trip, I never guessed that I would almost grow a vagina. Um, I've spent a lot of time in the secret and uh, mysterious world of women. I'm sure they're just aghast at <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I thought about myself being around women and I threw up in my mouth a little bit for them on their behalf. And so, yeah, just a little. Um, it's really just well aged backwash. Anyway. Okay. My good friend Lynette Miller has a rabbit. Its name is Cashew. And good Lord. This man in a sweater and one of the ball cap is holding a rabbit that's at least 150 pounds and four feet tall. It's called a giant Flemish. It's called a giant Flemish. And mine will get to 80 pounds. 
Hers is apparently going to get to 80 pounds. Incidentally, it likes ankle flesh. <laughs> considers it, a, and it loves Lori Downey. Apparently, she's got a lot of ankle flesh. Or just maybe it's, uh, you know, gourmet ankle flesh. Or yeah, a little nicer. Like got truffles in it or something. At any rate, tomorrow we'll be going off to the beautiful studios of Outlaw Radio USA. I don't know if you've heard or not, but they have an authentic Virginia City 1876 bar there. And um, I don't drink. And I'm only... <laughs> I won't interrupt those guys. Um... They smoke, they drink, they interrupt. But I'm really not going for that program. In fact, I have no expectation that I will be anywhere near that program, nor would I presume such a thing. That's you know, such rarefied air for a fellow like me. Uh, but I, I am going to be on broadcasting, which, of course, has the delightful Lynette Miller and Lori Downey Jr., who you've heard on the show. And I have no idea what they're going to talk to me about. Of course, you know I've been on it once before. We should talk about talk show stuff, about getting guests and weird guests. And I, hey, we could talk. Oh, hey, I'm getting over. We're going to have to lint, lint ball here a little bit. Lint ball for those of you who know what that means. Um, oh gosh, we can talk about this on my show. You had a guest one time. And I think this is just after I met you online. And your guest started talking about he was like super mr oversensitive and he was a photographer and he started talking about how he would take pictures of women you remember that guy <laughs> i think he was from like houston or something and he oh, was from no i'm from dallas he he don't you remember the guy that was just like well when i i take a picture of a woman i can tell just by looking at her if she's sensitive, if she's oh, brassy, yeah. if she's... He wrote a book. Yeah. I don't remember his name. I don't either. I, th I think it has two M's in it or two D's yeah. that's sticking in my head. But, uh, And I got a little creeped out by his whole thing. He was a little, di he was a little different. And he, he was almost like my uh, effeminate southern preacher guy in, yeah. that, in, that, in that I couldn't... I couldn't say that he was gay, but he was very effeminate. And he started, didn't he start to give an example and use you in the example? He was like, yeah. well, for instance, Lynette, if I was to photograph you, I would probably use some very sensual lighting. And I would, because you're a strong woman, I would, I would make you appear to be very, very vibrant. Well, his whole thing was he didn't mess around with these women. He had no sexual attraction to them whatsoever. Yeah. And I called him out on that big time. That was awesome when you did that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're like, you know, you can't tell me that it, you, there's never been a time when you weren't at least someone. And then he kind of BS'd his and way then, through that. And he said, his, I asked him, what does your wife think about this? Oh, she's fine. She's fine. You never had an argument? We almost divorced. Uh-huh. We see how that rolls. Well, but still, when, when, you, when you call him out on it, he went, well, occasionally I'll meet yeah. someone that, that but, but I have to, as a professional control my libido because it is quite powerful uh -huh. and it's like it was like gosh backtracked uh, himself right into the alley with no exit and then Lori jumped in with you yeah. 
you know, Lori's like, well, yeah, that sounds kind of weird to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah, I've gotten some. And you guys are lucky. You guys are lucky because you don't have live callers. No, 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 no. I'm talking about people at home that don't have anything else to do that call into radio shows. And it is a freak show. When you're like in Dallas, Texas, city of, I don't know, five to eight or whatever, and you open those phone lines up, you're basically saying, okay, come on in all you crazies. Uh, because you get people that will call in and just say any you you really are like defusing a grenade because even if your producer has vetted them they can still say anything they want once they're actually on the air and a lot of them are good at telling the producer crap that producers are like oh i gotta get him on the air right now you know if i was doing a show stay on um rock musicians and i had a rock musician on with me and I invited the callers to come in. The caller might have told the producer, hey man, uh, my brother is, uh, was actually Phil Lynott of uh, Finn Lizzy, and he died. And I think it actually, you know, they said it was a kind of a um, congenital brain condition, but I think it was actually because of the party and I'd like to talk about it. And then he gets on the air because the producer's like, Phil Lynott's brother's on. We gotta get him on. So I'm like, hey, kick those lesbians off the air. We gotta get him. Um, they, so he gets on the air and he goes, did you ever get stuck in a girl's butt or some crazy thing like that? And you're just, I was, uh, no, no. He would ask the rock musician that was on with me. Did you ever get it stuck in a girl's butt? And it's like, yeah. And so you're just, okay. All right. How do we handle this? They're not like dogs where they clamp off. I know. I don't think you were actually supposed to process the question. The point the point of the matter is that anything can happen when you have general, regular live callers. Frankly, in your case, I think it, it might be a drawback that you're not getting those because uh, th that actually might be more fun. But, but, but as much fun as you think it is, eventually will come a time when it is not fun. Trust you me. Know what I said? I was going to pre-tweet the show tomorrow for my listeners because my listeners are... Not yet. Oh. Mine will start tomorrow, about four hours before the show begins. Because they know you're doing broadcasting, correct? I've been mentioning it like crazy. Now, here's the thing. You have to remember about my audience. Yes. And my by the way, so bad. my head is burning so bad. Quit bragging. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's hurting. Oh, <laughs> I got thirty volume. It's singing. I know. I'm just a simple guy from Indiana, <laughs> but I've been in L.A. for only less than three days, and already I'm hearing stories of head with bleach. That's right. You're that sounds it. painful. You're seeing it. It's very painful to me. And smelling it. Um, my audience, which I protect and treasure more than anything in the world, they are the most important thing in the world to me, and I know them very well. And I, everything I do is to make things easy and wonderful for them. They are not people that are going to plan three days in advance to listen to a live radio program. What they will do is if you remind them like three or four hours up until the thing, 
then if they are able to, then they will definitely listen to it. But they're not, my people like to have the podcast, see, so they can listen whenever they want. And they have demonstrated to me in the ratio of 1,000 to 1 that they want on-demand content. So I have to make it more on-demandy for them. Uh, Lynette's asked me if her hair is going to turn blue, and she's referencing her T-shirt, which has some blue stains on it, which I assume are made by the stuff that's in her hair and causing the bleachy head. Um, I would say that not being an expert in textiles, hair color, cosmetology, beauty, um, I would say I have no fucking idea. You don't got any Bactine? What's Bactine? Don't you remember Bactine from when you were a kid? It had a... No, it was... Your mom would spray it on your little scrapes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do they still make them? Oh, but of course, Johnson & Johnson would never quit making Bactine for no, the skinnies of America. I think I'd rather put <laughs> Neosporin or something. Because it's like so... Remember how tight they had wrapped that thing on my hand? My arm? I think that's what caused the rash, but the thing still is swollen like here well when i used to play soccer you're gonna find this hard to believe um well it's not about me it's about somebody else uh well, you're gonna find it's hard to believe i was not a very nice player um in the goal if you would come to my goal and want to score on me i would do that very personally and i would a lot of times knock other players to the ground and hurt them accidentally and when they were getting up, they would always have very, very colorful things to say to me. And one of my favorite things almost always to say back was, hey, why don't you go get some Bactine on that cupcake or strawberry, you know? Okay, Twinkles, why don't you go get, get mommy, put some Kim Bactine on that. Why don't you come back down here again? I'll give you a reason to have your crust cut off your sandwiches. Yeah, get some Bactine on that. Why don't you go get yourself a lemon slice at halftime? I know your mommy made them for the team. So you go ahead now. We're playing men's league soccer on this end of the field. I don't know what you're doing down there, but yeah. Yeah. So very excited. Uh, having a wonderful time in Los Angeles, as I knew I would. There, I would say, is a 50-50 chance there will be a Chris Gore sighting tomorrow night. Um, very much hoping that. Very much hoping that uh, Lynette's feeling uh, fit and fiddle so that uh, we can do that for about an hour. And uh, I don't know, a rip in the time-space continuum could occur if Chris Gore and Lynette Miller met. Just uh, At any rate, let me shut this mother down. I don't have much, much else to... Lynette's been a regular jukebox here this evening she's just like a stream of consciousness you know you're i have a friend well you have talked about him his name is kurt connor kurt and i for many many years would use popular song lyrics in conversation in front of other people to s and see how long it would take before they noticed you know it's like oh Somebody in the room would say somebody, a player on a team, wasn't a man. And I go, well, you know, he can't be a man because he doesn't smoke the same brand of cigarettes as me. And Kurt would go, you know, I can't get no satisfaction from that guy anyway. Me too. I agree with you. Lynette has uh, offered up my gay imitation, I think, 40 times today. 
everybody knows <laughs> that I am a tremendous champion of gender equality and always have been and always will be. But by the same token, I think not all gay people speak the same way. Well, you do an exceptionally well. There, uh, there are stereotypical people of all kinds in the world which are created by commonalities in you know, large numbers of population that we all recognize. We all recognize the New York cop. We all recognize the, you know, iron worker in Chicago, the bears. Stop bear, so you had him southeast here, you know. Uh, the, the, the New York cop, all right, show's over, boys. Move it along, move it along. Nothing to see here. Move it along, Johnny. You know, um, there's just things. The Indiana farmer, you know, I, I swear to God, I just, I don't think I've, this place would hold a hell of a lot of hay. Uh, the uh, Oklahoma State Trooper. I'm going to have to see license and registration and proof of insurance. And just out of curiosity, which one of you gentlemen actually owns this hog? You know, that sort of thing. And I think every now and then we would run into the stereotypical effeminate gay or homosexual person. Flamer. I wouldn't say flamer. They call me, I've been called, uh, and not in a, in a disrespectful manner, at least I know the person that was speaking to me, the gay person speaking to me, was not being disrespectful in their mind, but they've called me a breeder. And I don't take that, I know a lot of people get mad at that, I don't, it's like, hey, what, what I do, I, you know, I haven't yet. Well, I don't know about that, I think a breeder is someone that breeds, that actually has an offspring, and I've, I've never done that. Yeah, but I don't care what Mary Ellen in, in Richfield, Ohio says. I have never done. No, but um, so sometimes, you know, you're talking to a guy and he says, you know, I really like that shirt you're wearing today. It's really, really festive. Really pink. And no, I like it. It's calico, but it, yet it's not too bright. It's like a Southwestern theme. And um, I, I love those people. I don't, and I, I don't think I'm evil for imitating them, am I? I mean, I'm not. I'm, not. I'm never... Um, we love the gays. We love the gays. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I hope they imitate me. And I hope when they do, it's really mean and funny. Very hard to imitate you. Yeah, I hope they do. I really do. I, uh, I, I honest to God, do. Hope that they do imitate me a lot. By the way, if I ever like get killed in a bizarre fashion, I want people making fun of it. I don't want to like have a David Carradine issue. You know what I mean? But I do, well, I, you know, I don't want uh, that weird. Buried next to my cousin at Forest Lawn. We went Say to, my cousin. No, pa- just from the beginning. David Carradine is. David Carradine is buried next to my cousin at Forest Lawn Cemetery. We went for the funeral, and then afterwards we went up to the gravesite. <laughs> and I was standing on a plot, and I moved. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm standing on this person's head, and it's a David Carradine. What kind of belt were you wearing that day? Uh, a black suede. Yeah. Prada. Did you leave it? Or? Did I leave it? You know how he was found, right? Yes, I do. Okay, that's why I asked. Um, I thought it was a rope. Oh, I, I thought it was a belt. Does it matter? Uh, I don't want to be found like that, I think was I the point. A rope. I mean, a, a belt could hold a big guy up. You're crazy. Easily. A belt? Oh yeah, go! I'll get that belt over there. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, a belt is extremely strong. Well, I 
just as strong as a rope. Most of the people they find have a belt because it's already got notches in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's usually a belt. I don't know. I don't have like rope at my house, but um, maybe some people do. The, the thing is, the point is, I don't want to have that happen. I want to be the guy that has a helicopter fall on him or some other weird thing. I get pushed into a sausage yeah. maker, something sharky, but whatever. That's funny. Kind of like the Karen Carpenter thing and the sandwich and all that stuff. Mama Cat. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I and I think it would be hilarious if people made fun of it for uh, like no. something. Yeah, like a like a kicker tried to kill himself. And he he did he shot himself with a gun. And, and one of the sportscasters went, you know, just judging from past experience, I would have thought he went wide left. And that's the kind of joke I want made about me after, you know, or whatever. I, I don't mind that as long as... I'll call Letterman and have him do it. And I'm sure he'd be pleasurable. What do you mean he won't? Me and Dave is, you know. I know, that's why I'm saying. I don't, no, no, I don't make fun of him. He didn't make fun of me. No, he wouldn't ever. make fun of you. He would just... Oh, and by the way, did you just say the name of David Letterman? I am contractually obligated as the recipient of the first David Letterman scholarship Absolutely. to say the following words. Jay Leno is a big fat jerk. This concludes our fulfillment <laughs> of my obligation to my benefactor and idol, David Letterman. Loves me some David Letterman. But these people on the internet, they can make fun of me, they can call me an idiot, they can just don't lie. That's my Twitter handle is Atomic Palooka, yeah. Well, how is anybody supposed to know that and understand Tom Dolan? Where's Tom Dolan in that? I don't know. You'd almost have to look at the little icon next no, to it that says I the Tom Gully Show. I know, because look at when I tweeted, Atomic Palooka is our guest on broadcasting. Well, that's why would you do that? Just when I put Tom Gully, that's what comes up. Well, I understand that, but just put the Tom Gully show or some other thing. You don't have to put my Twitter address. Well, yeah, to tweet your name in it, I do. No, you don't. You just put the link to my website and put my name. That's too much work. <laughs> Would you like to see the sculptures I've been creating for you over in the corner? I, I don't know how to what do What you that. do is compose Wait, a new I tweet. Put Tom Gully. What are you doing this in? In broadcasting. I mean, in, in well, yeah, but there should be a part down here where you can shrink your link. Um, you could shrink your link. Mine don't shrink. Uh, okay, okay. Here, take, <laughs> take, take. Uh, uh, let me just tell you something. If I was doing this, I would take that Twitter uh, handle out of there. No, I want your Twitter on there. I, I, w I wouldn't put it there. Okay. Uh, I, I would put it at the end. Folks, I, I have to stop now. Stop. I am the Tom Gully Show Translator 3000. Translating newsmakers for humans. Translating Sarah Palin. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm proud of her to uh, want to take on an advocacy role and, um, you know, just let other girls know that this is it's not the most ideal situation, but... Certainly you make the most of it. And Bristol is a strong and bold young woman, and she is an amazing mom. And this little baby is very lucky to have her as a mama. He's going to be just fine, but very proud of Bristol.
Translation. We're so very proud of our daughter taking an advocacy role. Just like she advocated putting fingernail marks in Levi Johnson's back. She's a strong, bold woman who talks about abstinence after riding her boyfriend like she was super glued to his crotch. Then, as soon as she possibly could, she ran off to Los Angeles to shake her ass in front of any camera with a red blinking light. We're very proud of Bristol and we're all just waiting to see what moronic dolt gets to pound her like chopped meat so she can have another crappy reality show. You know, just like her mom, this has been the Tom Gully Show Podcast Translator 3000. Good day. like to thank the city of Los Angeles, Lynette Miller and her family. And I'd especially like to thank Matt Allen and his demons of decadence from Outlaw Radio USA for letting me sit in. Um, we're, we're desperately uh, trying to acquire that footage. Um, sorry, audioage, soundage, tape, digit, something. Uh, can't forget Lori Downey either. Uh, sorry if I bruised the snark monkey. I didn't mean to. Uh, remember, and, and by the way, uh, you'll hear more of that on the next podcast. Remember, we're doing this trip, you know, in reasonably sized podcasts. So look out for the next one in a day or two. Folks, we'd really appreciate it if you'd share this on your various Facebook pages. Trying to spread the word means trying to spread our little show here. We'd appreciate it if you'd like the Tom Gully Show. Not me, but the show on Facebook, too, if the mood strikes you. And, of course, there's always the TomGullyShow.com. That's where you can find everything about the show. There's Tom Gully Show store. And, by the way, Lynette Miller uh, has modeled one of the older Tom Gully uh, T-shirts. And um, I just have to say thank you uh, for existing, Lynette, and certainly for putting the shirt on. Uh, and having the photograph taken that will that will do wonders for this program and me personally and probably everybody that looks at it personally Uh, and we always encourage you to subscribe on iTunes for free because if it's free it's for me follow us on Twitter at Atomic Palooka too so I can increase my clout and cred ratings because if I get enough points we're all gonna go to the aces That'll do it for tonight. I'm out of here. I got to go talk to some people. I'll talk to you much later. Each and every night, Jay Johnson brings us in with the truth wagon. Go to jjohnsonmusic.com. I think on October 28th, I'm actually going to go to a concert uh, that Jay's at and uh, talk with him and his lovely wife and his fans. And uh, but we'll see. We're going to take you out tonight, as always, with Catch-22 Blues by the Hitman Blues Band. Go to hitmanbluesband.com or hitmanbluesband.net. I believe that second one is where you can sign up for their mailing list. And in exchange, you're going to get nine, nine of the best blues songs you have ever heard. Check them out. And we will see you next time. Can't lift a twig for a dog that's nothing big, but he don't want to. 
And the dog can't grab a cat A raccoon can do all that But he don't want to And I dream of you at night While you hold your baby tight But he don't want you You can see it in his eyes From the way he tells you lies But he don't want you